0: Mike, Mike, and <laughs>
1: Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host Mike, one co-host also Mike in a moment as today we are predicting on this ORC the future and declaring some Oscar locks, some categories you can bet all your money on right now, or also Mike, will pay you back, guaranteed. <laughs> don't do that. That's a lie. But I don't want to hear anything to the contrary. We know these Oscar categories to be finished. Correct, Michael? Yes, of course. I am... <laughs>
0: I am 100% sure, and uh, we definitely don't have any uh, openings in our schedule later on to, to reschedule these categories yet again uh, when we're flummoxed by and different things. If there's one results. thing
1: you know about us, when we say something's 100% sure, it is accurate. It is locked in stone. <laughs> but look,
0: Michael, it's category pod time. We're mm. excited to get guests on here, we're excited to do. Uh, episodes devoted to one category at a time the big categories in years past and this year I think we're gonna you know stretch our wings a little bit get into the undercard a little bit more but uh, we'll we'll talk about that as we go we don't want to bring guests on to talk about what a enormous favorite some of these people are I would think and some of these uh, inevitable winners are I mean it's just you know we can already tell on how we're booking things it's like
1: nobody's picking these categories tell me why thomas vinterberg is going to win this year yeah it's a (laughs) a tough sell right especially for the type of people we have on who are nice enough to give us their time for the category reviews i mean these are busy people by and large yes so (laughs) we'd like to ask them other questions
0: right so this is like a programming formality as much as anything else so i can hedge here and straddle that fence as i always love to do michael (laughs) uh and yes we will pivot if if something crazy happens but we have some compelling arguments to today, no doubt.
1: And there's still time for craziness to happen, obviously. The BAFTAs are still on the horizon. There's a lot of major Guild Awards that are still to come, but regardless of all of that, we're kind of sticking our necks out a little bit. And uh, Some of these categories, and there's a handful of them, I don't think are going to be surprising to you, dear listeners. You've listened to us in our coverage of award season thus far uh, all year long. So let's start uh, with the one that is probably the most obvious, and I have a feeling most people would agree is a lock, regardless of anything else we say on this episode. Let's talk about Director, the Best Director category. We can go through recapping award season while also previewing the Directors Guild Awards show to come.
0: Yes, Chloe ja is in the driver's seat right now. Uh, if there's keys, she has hers engraved. If <laughs> if she's out in front of the race, she's a runaway. It is looking like Lamans and Christian
1: Bale. She it's flattened looking... the tires of all the other RVs in the race. That's right. Yeah. I
0: think. Uh, as a candidate chloe ja from nomadland is as heavy a director favor as we've seen in a while and it's because she's won and won the entire season but we'll, we'll get to it all uh, i just want to start with the pundits mike i've never seen punditry consensus this obvious yeah uh, in her case i mean she is a heavy favorite on the odds at gold derby which is kind of cool that they do a whole different set of numbers because i don't mm-hmm. understand their numbers but they have numbers uh but it's uh <laughs> They, they have odds there, and she's an overwhelming favorite. She's projected to win from all of their experts, and they got like 20-something experts there. She's number one on the Feinberg forecast, number one on Clayton David's awards circuit predictions for best director. She's number one uh, at Next Best Picture, Awards Watch, Awards Radar, etc., etc., et cetera, in session. She's number one as far as last I checked, even with people who have pivoted, who thought about Fincher and, and – you know we 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 went on some shows and we thought about venture but Chloe Ja's number one right
1: now. Yeah, and she's number one in the Vegas books, too. I mean, depending on what book you look at, as far as betting odds go, you can find her at minus one thousand or one to ten odds, paying a thousand dollars to get a hundred back. I've seen her as high as one to twenty five. You gotta pay twenty five hundred to just win a hundred on her. So, I mean, it's it's crazy how much of a heavy favorite she is. Going down the rest of the card here, Fincher stands at about eight to one, roughly. So eight hundred dollars. If you want to bet a hundred on him and he pulls off the upset, that's how far away second place is from the that At 1,000 to minus 2,500 that Zhao has. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung stands at about plus 1,200 or 12 to 1 odds. Emerald Fennell about 18 to 1 odds or plus 1,800. Thomas Vinterberg, the longest of long shots here at 25 to 1. So let's dive into Chloe Zhao's resume and talk about why she is such a favorite.
0: Yeah, thanks to Next West Pictures' right-hand column, of course, uh, 46 is the number there in parentheses, though, for Chloe Zhao. That's how many wins, 46 wins, this award season that she has. I don't know why I'm speaking like Yoda, but, alright. Uh, I'm baffled, that's why. I mean, look, the next closest to her uh, is is Regina King or Spike Lee with three wins apiece,
1: and neither of them yeah, who aren't are here. <laughs> yeah, at the Oscars. It's, it's as complete a resume as a sure thing can have at this point. I mean, she's the best director winner, obviously, at the Golden Globes and the critics choice plus she has a massive lead on the critics scoreboard like mike just talked about she hasn't missed anywhere she's as crazy as baftas are she's did land one of the nominations there for best director she's obviously nominated at the dgas as well so a lot of things going in her favor
0: and we we got a couple of stats here i think that are gonna kind of drive things home the first one has some caveats to it but uh look without counting sam mendez and Mendes and his tie last year with bong joon ho because it was in fact a shared award for best director at the critics mm-hmm. choice we have the last four directors michael who have won sole possession of the globe and choice best director awards they have gone on to win the oscar that's cueron del toro
1: chazelle and then again cueron Yeah, all happening in the uh, 20-teens decade there. David Fincher actually broke that streak in 2010. He won the choice and the Globe, but he ended up losing the DGA and eventually the Oscar to Tom Hooper of the King's Speech. You know, no big edit needed in that (laughs) history, Marks, but that's okay. The more compelling stat, though, uh, that Mike dug up here, the last 11 times, and we talk about director and how it's a sweep often when we're talking about previous years, When there is a sweep, it sweeps through to the Oscars. The last 11 times a director has won the Globe, Choice, and the DGA, all three. The Mm -hmm. last 11 times one director has done that, they have swept all the way through and ended up winning the Best Director at the Oscars as well. That dates back to 1997. You would think Zhao, based on what we know, is going to win at the DGAs here as well. I I would be surprised if she loses the BAFTA, but I'm expecting her to win DGA more than I'm expecting her to win BAFTA, I think, at this point even though I, I expect her to win both.
0: Yeah, I I, I would totally agree with that. I, I, I how, how can you think otherwise? Like, yeah. What has led us to believe right. that, I mean, the, there's a milquetoast response for Fincher right now in that second spot. It's just the movie didn't perform mm-hmm. as well with the industry as we thought it would, even though they, they it's been a nomination not. There's just not the juice for it that we thought it would have. And it's, it's sad because he did have, you know, some great moments in there. But all right, I think Chloe Zhao's strength in her resume, in her candidacy, it also depends on the auteur factor, Mike, because I think we've read a lot of pieces from a lot of the the pundits that we follow and that uh, that have come on our show. Thankfully, graciously, uh, they've written stuff about how the Academy loves auteurs, and mm. she has a chance to do to make some history. And and here's. Some more reasons why. I mean, David and I talked about adapted screenplay. And as of March 27th, Chloe Zhao's script for Nomadland is a minus 560 favorite in, in adapted screenplay there. So that's shorter than the minus 400 we saw in the middle of last week that went that David and I talked about. That didn't move in that mm-hmm. last, ep- ep- last yeah. episode after Borat 2. But the betting actually... It did move lately And and that's got to be because of Critics' Choice And USC Scripter And everybody keeps looking at that Borat 2 nomination And that uh, that WGA win a little sideways, I guess
1: Yeah, she's becoming more entrenched as a favorite Even in another category That's how strong a favorite she is here in director And for all the talk and all the speculation About how Chloe Zhao could be the first woman And the first person since Walt Disney To win four Oscars in a single night uh, She is the producer she uh nomadland is a 400 minus 400 favorite in best picture right mm. now uh coming off the we- recent win at the pgas as well as the globes and critics choice and she's certainly in the race for best film editing as well sound of metal in chicago 7 they're tied at the critics choice for that win but Chloe Zhao in Nomadland is, I think, minus 350 or plus 350, I'm sorry, right now within the best editing category. We can see what happens at the BAFTAs on April 11th. We'll see what happens at the Ace Eddie Awards on April 17th. But a real shot as Chloe Zhao is the listed editor again for Nomadland as well. A real shot that she can win all four on the night.
0: And it makes sense too. That movie's impeccably well edited. I keep rewatching it and I, I'm 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 amazed by her work in that. I'm amazed at how many hats she wore and I think the Academy is as well, because and, and so is Vegas for that matter, because there's no betting favorite right now. The trial of the Chicago seven, sound of metal, they shared the win at the critics' choice, beating Nomad However, we have them as plus one hundred each. So mm. can you do me a favor and just explain why that's not considered, quote unquote, a favorite again?
1: Well, I, those are the best odds, so they're the favorite in the category. But it's just even money. You don't, there's, you're not paying any vig. That's just basically saying that they don't know who's going to win. There's not anyone who's literally. You have to pay to get a piece of their action.
0: So you're making a deal with the console Yeti. You're not making a deal with the muscle. <laughs>
1: yeah, if that's how you want to look at it, sure. <laughs> oh no,
0: I'm probably the opposite. Maybe you can trick the dumb muscle. And the console yeti will always give you a vig.
1: I feel like you think gambling is just like a back alley where some mm-hmm. giant man with a club mm-hmm. pounding it into his head and stands behind this that's like correct. shorter man.
0: Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah, yeah no, I right. think I think there's muscle, and then I think there's <laughs> us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know.
0: <laughs> but look, Mike, we have the father with a shot and a uh, an adapted screenplay, promising young woman, uh, and the father are also in the editing category there. They're they're long shots. So I, I don't think anything's sewn up yet. I, like you said, BAFTA Ace Eddies for that last category, but plus three fifty's
1: not that far away for Chloe Ja in no, editing no, no. Either. Are, Yeah, definitely within Three and a half to one, seven to two odds. That's definitely within striking distance. And I don't think anyone's going to be surprised if Zhao does win those four Academy Awards. I mean, it it's going to be a huge show of strength in basically saying Nomadland was far and away the best picture of this film year. I don't know if that's a statement that the Academy is going to want to make, but mm. it's, I mean, it's all leaning that way right now, if nothing else. We said it all
0: year. We thought that Nomadland would be awarded. We thought... Yeah there were superlatives involved with that movie since we saw it in the fall and we reviewed it then. But we didn't necessarily think it was gonna get the shower mm-hmm. of awards like it is now because usually the Oscar puzzle, the spread the love theory, whatever you want to talk about, you know, maybe she would have locked into Rector as it was going there fairly early on. It really right. didn't deviate. But the fact that screenplay and picture and and, and editing's close that's a surprise to us. The yeah. fact that she's getting much more of the love than we we expected, I tell you, I mean, it just speaks to the emotional resonance people are having with this story. And, Mike, we didn't do the revisit in many ways because you are emotionally dead and you didn't have any <laughs> m- emotional resonance. No, it's a, we, we skipped the revisit. We were going to do it. It was going to be like a half-hour segment, and you are like, I feel the same way about this yeah, movie. I, feel, I, I do, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, but,
1: but she's, But it's a powerful, it acts. is a powerful yeah. movie. I mean, you yeah. could see, it's plain to see why people are emotionally drawn to it. And I think Zhao in directing, mm-hmm. actually, if you're looking at the entire picture of the awards, is pulling up some of the other categories. Like, it, it really doesn't feel like, it is still such a niche picture to me. It doesn't feel like a runaway favorite in picture. But she's so going to win this category that it's almost as if people are looking starting to look elsewhere to just like have conversations about Nomadland and i i mean it's it's won the PGA so it's got that going for it as far as picture goes and if it's going to win picture why wouldn't you give it screenplay too if it's got director already i mean i could see that type of line of thinking going in a couple voters minds
0: yeah and we had some big stats going towards Nomadland for picture but we had some notable exceptions as well so Look, I mean, Land's also got coattails, and I, I don't know if it's even coattails because the cinematography category is just—I mean, that's such a strength of the film, the, mm. the Magic Hour uh, cinematography—but that's minus four hundred right now. I, I, I at the end of the day, even if you nitpick, you know, the the merit based argument or the argument based on merit, and say like I will right now that I don't think the non actor performances were as quite as good as. His first watch, I remember us being in awe of, Right. oh, my God, none of these people are actors. Wait, that guy that she just met and quoted Shakespeare to in the park, he's just a guy? He's just a nomad out there? Right. And swanky? He's never acted before? Are you kidding? (laughs) And and they're all great for never having acted before. Uh, I did come away with some awkward reaction shots. Like, there's a couple by the fire – that I just wanted to yell at like I'm like acting. <laughs> I am just really mad. I was just really mad cuz it's such a terrible reaction shot and Chloe put it in there. So, ding, mm-hmm. I will give it a ding. It's clunky. Uh there's there's a moment where Swanky pretends to be sick and ill and sunstroke or whatever. And maybe she was. Uh, but she looked like she was pretending. And again, ding, you know, we we have to tarnish the golden image here just a little bit. We always do. We always Well, it's not a perfect and
1: that's why, why I'm I don't know that it's going to win necessarily. I mean, it's it's the favorite in three of the four, and it, may, it could win all six of the awards. I mean, who knows? But I, I, I don't... You Are we going to call it one of the best movies of all time? Like, we're going to if we... How many movies have won screenplay, director, editing, and picture all in the same year? I mean, those have been powerhouse movies and movies that really dominated their year. I don't feel like Nomadland has really dominated this year except statistically, which is a weird thing to say, but, like, in conversation... I don't know that people are, like, fawning over Nomadland so much more than they are every other movie. No, it's strange. It's
0: become the safe pick. Yeah. It's not It's not become what I was thinking it was becoming as it was doing the grassroots campaign at the festivals, which it played perfectly, by the mm-hmm. way. But I figured, you know, there were YouTube reviews of people crying while they reviewed the film, these critics or these, these interviewers, etc. I mean, there were... There there was that kind of sentiment back when. I I haven't heard that conversation re-up since the film hit theaters, since the film has been on Hulu. Everybody keeps watching it, and they're like, oh, my God, that really – You know, it makes me feel things, makes me feel feelings during a pandemic when she's just hitting the road, and I'm I'm wondering about the economy, and I got a lot of anxiety. So it became this timely film that I think is a safe pick in many ways because nobody really hates it. And and again, that's just a testament to preferential balloting. I would say. I mean, look, you know, I'm, I'm poo pooing it here. I really like the film. It's a B plus. 88 for me I, I, I really like the film I I'm, I was emotional you're emotionally dead but I still have a few <laughs> sparks no, no no we've talked about this I mean you, you haven't had the yeah, same yeah I'm not, I'm not crazy about it I'm not crazy about it you haven't had it. the same connections to the yeah. film than I have but I, I you know maybe just need to poop in more buckets. <laughs> it's just every time. That's There's it. no other joke. We can't even make any joke. It's just, it, we're, we're children. Yeah. Um, but, but. but I guess, I guess we just have to go piss in the wind a little more and,
1: piss what in the wind done? and poop in a bucket yeah either one of those i think will uh, will make us more one with the earth but i, I, I mean <laughs> Zhao's not going to lose this category and this is where it all starts like yeah to, to, to talk yourself into chloe Zhao losing best director is to just make up an argument out of thin air because like you said yeah th- the people with the the next highest amount of precursor are still 30 something behind her and they only won three mm-hmm. each and neither one of them are nominated here in Regina King and Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Zhao's got all the momentum. She's won everything. She's been nominated everywhere she needs to be. Like, there's nobody that loves sowing chaos and conspiracy theories. Like, I've literally worn tinfoil hats during <laughs> yes, Oscars in the time of doing it. But there, I have nothing. Like, if you look at the field, Thomas Vinterberg is probably happy to be nominated. The Jack Fincher narrative has fallen flat on its face. And even yeah. if it does gain legs, it's probably going to do that in the screenplay categories more than anything else. I mean, Emerald Fennell and Lee Isaac Chung, they make intriguing upset storylines, but we know the Oscars in the Academy's history with giving uh, the best director category to a new up-and-coming director over a screenplay. When they can, they go with screenplay. And never mind the fact that Vegas says she's a mi- Zhao is a minus 1,000, minus 2,500 favorite. I mean, the Academy doesn't... There's been upsets, but they don't recently go against heavy, heavy favorites. Like, Stallone in 2016 mm-hmm. was minus 400 for Supporting Act when Mark Ryland beat him for Bridge of Spies. La La Land was probably the closest. That was minus 700, though. That was still shorter than Chloe Zhao. Even if you say Zhao is minus 1,000, La La Land was only 1 to 7. Zhao's 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's just not close. La La Land got upset by Moonlight, so... That was a big upset, but it's not as big as if Chloe Zhao would elude this. I don't know where you make the case for this happening. I mean, at least, you know we talk about Olivia Coleman and Glenn Close too all the time. But Olivia Coleman won the BAFTA before pulling off her. Album. So I don't, right. unless something wins the DGA, which itself yeah. would be a shock, or something wins BAFTA, which would be less of a shock but still surprising. I don't know where you make up the case to see to say something beats or someone beats Chloe Zhao here.
0: Vinterberg surprised us when he got in, and I, I love the, the the direction by him in that film, and I love his work. I just he's a first time nominee, as is Lee Isaac Chung and Emerald Fennell. So we have. This situation where who do you pick of those three, and plus they're probably cannibalizing their votes because mm. there's a lot of passion for a promising young woman and Minari of late. So yep. it, it's one of those situations where it's kind of a, a, you know it's a divided and conquered category, regardless. So it it would probably have to be David Fincher, and Vegas thinks so, obviously. So. He would have to win the DGA. He would is he I don't even think he's nominated at BAFTA though. No, I should have wrote he is this either.
1: down. I don't think he is either.
0: And after an awkward edit because this category's been so sewn up, <laughs> Michael. No. David Fincher is not nominated yeah. at the BAFTA. Uh at BAFTAs for Best Direction. So yeah, it's it looks looks sewn up.
1: Uh, it's a lock. It's over. Chloe Zhao is going to win this. And if she doesn't, like I said, also, Mike will refund all your money that you lost. So (laughs) take it up with him. He's not going to do that. Uh, (laughs) let's, Let's go to another one. We think for all intents and purposes is over. And look, Rightfully so, a lead actor. Let's talk about the uh, the profile, the award season recap, and how and why Chadwick Boseman is going to run away, and we're calling this category for him a lock. Let's start with the gambling odds. Boseman sits at about minus 1,600, depending on where you look. Uh, he's been as far away as minus 2,000 or 1 to 20 odds. He's a heavy, heavy favorite. Anthony Hopkins is in second place at 7 to 1 or plus 700. Riz Ahmed is 12 to 1 or plus 1,200. Steve Yoon. At plus 2,000 or 20 to 1, Gary Oldman is the long shot here at 25 to 1, Michael.
0: Now, the Bozeman argument isn't just about the precursor resume. It isn't just about the punditry consensus. But let's start there and, and we'll get to where we need to. Because, yeah, I mean, every outlet has picked him for best lead actor in terms of their projections. A lot, every every time I check anyway. And I, I kind of stopped checking a week ago. So if anybody's changed their opinions, or I'm sorry. But I, <laughs> I haven't seen any, any variation. Even though there are people who have other favorite performances in the category. And I don't blame them. We'll get to it. But as for his precursor resume, once the Gotham tribute happened and after Riz Ahmed took that Gotham lead actor, you know, he's won everything. He won the yeah. gold drama, uh globe drama. Uh, he won the critics choice and he overtook Riz Ahmed on the critics award scoreboard there. Thanks. MVP 24 to 20 now. So as the season transpired, he has
1: taken a commanding lead. And it's certainly helped his cause that his widow, Taylor Simone Ledward. I mean, she's been moment of the night speech of the night heartbreak of the night. Just, yeah tear-jerking stuff every time she's had to speak. We're going to go through uh, her speeches and her performances and what she did on those award shows in a minute. But as far as nominations, Bozeman has a complete resume. He hasn't missed anywhere. He's in at BAFTA for the nom. Uh, He's in SAG for lead actor. He's in the SAG ensemble category as well. He even landed Indie Spirit nomination.
0: And look, to be fair, Ahmed and Hopkins, they've been nominated everywhere as well, but we're going to make the distinctions and again Riz Ahmed's momentum really stopped cold for for, in terms of the winner's circle after Gotham.
1: Yeah, it really did. And let's talk about go a little deeper into stats here. The last thirteen times an actor won a Globe, the Critics Choice, and the SAG Award. Last thirteen times they've gone on to win the Oscar and like the director category when they win their triple crown and kinda of sweep the precursors as well. The choice only goes back to nineteen ninety five, so we're going we're talking about an all encompassing statistic here, somebody that shows up at award season and kinda of takes everything. So if Chadwick does win the SAG history suggests and you would think he's going to win the oscar as well
0: and he's got to win the sag right i mean i to can't me, imagine yeah to me it's inconceivable nah. that this same screen actors guild who voted black panther in as the best ensemble of 2018-19 will snub mm-hmm. snub bozeman out of this posthumous sag award this particular year it's just inconceivable especially how they nominated ma and ensemble so We've already discussed the performance based on its merits, but I think I want to kind of recontextualize it a little bit differently because uh, Bozeman's role as Levy is intense, and it's, you know, people have some differing opinions on, you know, how to pick between these films and pick between these great performances. Cause there are three performances that are, that are just laudable by everybody out there that have made everything in terms of nominations. Riz Ahmed in sound of metal, uh, Anthony Hopkins in the father they're inarguably on the highest of tiers in any, any season, I would say. But in my opinion, and I've said this throughout award season, if they're on the same tier, then where does the deciding vote go? How do you have to pay tribute uh, in, in this category? And to me, I look at Bozeman, I look at him being better than, like, at least two out of the last three Oscar winners anyway. Rami Malek's Freddie, sorry. Gary Oldman's yeah. Churchill, again, sorry. But full stop, I think Chadwick Bozeman's levy is better than those last two performances. You know, you want to make an argument about Joaquin Phoenix, that's a weird performance it's stra it's so strange it's so bizarre and it was good gosh darn it that i could i could see it but if we're just talking about oscar winners in an oscar olympic scenario here i i gotta give the edge to
1: bozeman i would think he's probably my gold right now and at the very least he's my silver yeah and i'm with you there and i'll go even for i think he's actually a tier above what what uh Riz Ahmed does and what Gary Oldman does or anyone else you want to talk about this year I think that that performance is this good and I think as far as not only winners but just the lead acting category in general for me what Bozeman does in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom I think is one of the top four performances of the past four years worth of nominees. I mean, there you go. I, Leo and Hollywood Christian Bale and vice for me. I know not for you, Joaquin and Joker. I mean, I'll hear arguments about Daniel Kaluuya and get out. I'll hear arguments about Bradley Cooper for a born mm-hmm. and apologies to Ryan Gosling for first man, but it's actually the Gosling first man performance that this kind of reminds me of. If you combine it with the desperation and the needing to pull back and play it calm, uh, with kind of the, the crazed look in the eyes behind the, the veneer that mm-hmm. Kaluuya has in Get Out that I think this Bozeman performance puts forward. It's just, it's a really unique performance, and I think it's one of the best of the past half decade or so. Yeah,
0: as Pacino always says, and we always quote, if you can hit the high notes, yeah. sing loud, and Levy's character does go to 11 at times but I also agree with you. I do believe that he's an assist man and he's a generous giving actor in terms of the technique of his performance. It is what every single uh, member of that ensemble has said in every single interview they've given this award season from Viola Davis to Glenn Turman to Coleman Domingo, etc. A lot of them have great moments and they pay credit to Chadwick Boseman as being such a, a, a person who can lay back in a certain scene and give them the stage, give them the spotlight, which literally happens at one mo- moment in Ma Rainey. And that I do think uh, pays tribute to his acting as well. So, you you look at the fact you add the fact that he learned to play the freaking trumpet. You look you yeah. add the fact that he he I mean Mike this man is dying in mm-hmm. this ro- during this role he's battling this Ill- illness he's battling cancer and he he is he's emaciated he's so skinny yeah. and he's putting forth the power of that performance. I mean I can't think of a narrative
1: that has been stronger. Yeah and I mean the narrative works I think it's the best narrative with the best performance. And I don't even think you need to get to the, you know, the mortality of, of Chadwick Bozeman and, and, and coming near the end of his life to get to a great narrative out of this. I mean, right. he's a superhero who opened so many <laughs> eyes and doors in Hollywood by being the face of a comic book franchise. After already being a household name for years prior, he's an activist who everyone he works with only has good things to say about him that, all of that in and of itself, I think, is enough to to put him in the limelight of most people's opinions of him. And then you tie into it this performance that he does put forward. I mean, look, the, the death, I think, is something that's going to be spotlighted like it always is by Taylor Simone Ledward.
0: Right. And the fact that it's going to be a posthumous award doesn't necessarily factor in as a must always we just did the stats a couple episodes ago and there's only a few there's heath ledger right uh there's a the guy from network excuse me i didn't have the static i mean he's
1: he's here, bozeman is here on merit right. the fact so, that the the sadness is going to come after the fact
0: yeah but there's been a ton of posthumous nominations in the acting categories that have not won so right. this is this is a unique scenario and a uniquely qualified candidacy for chadwick Bozeman. look Oldman, I've praised that performance in Mank. I'm on the record. Steven Yun, we've praised it in Minari, and we've been holding up the foam finger in the air for him since Burning and Oakja and and Mayhem uh, on Shutter, by the way. I I, I believe it's still on Shutter. Damn it, I want to rewatch that. But they're the long shots in Vegas for a reason, Yun and Oldman. Uh, We're looking at the, the big three in Hopkins, Ahmed, but that's the problem, isn't it? There, there's three. If there was two, then the vote could maybe maybe mount in one direction. But because Hopkins has the legacy vote and Riz Ahmed has the critical vote up leading into the category, right? And into the season for that matter. The, again, it's a divided
1: and conquered category in a way, right? I said at the time when we first reviewed Sound of Metal that it, it, it felt like a great performance, but it felt more like a resume builder. I hmm. think. That's what people are going to land on with this as well. Like, well, they can land on it in that way. For that's Riz Ahmed. true too. Right? Yeah, now it's now it's available for them. That avenue is open for them to to do it on it. But just uh, apples to apples, I think it's, Drew Bozeman's a better performance, and I think Bozeman is the veteran between he and Ahmed. I mean, he's right. he's the guy that has kind of already paid more dues in a way. I'm not saying Riz Ahmed isn't a veteran actor. He's obviously, but it's just you know, it's it's. I, I hate the it's his time argument, but it's it's just not Riz Ahmed's time yet. When you can give the award to Chadwick Boseman, regardless of whether he's with us or not,
0: right? And Hopkins has already won already, like, and,
1: right? Exactly. But
0: but that Vegas agrees with us. I mean, we have Hopkins as in that second spot plus eight hundred, Ahmed plus fourteen hundred. So it's, it's, again, it's just not close at the moment.
1: And I mean, I, now on top of all of that, we're gonna have an Oscar stage where it seems like the Academy is going to provide us with the moment of not only this Oscars, but it could be the moment of many other Oscars to come because Taylor Simone Ledward has knocked all of these speeches out of the park. She has been the moment of the night, and now you're going to do it when 30 million, 35 million people are going to tune in to watch it with the, yeah. to see the widow of their Black Panther crying on stage and giving these speeches that have been so brave and so poignant and articulate on top of it as well. I mean, this is... I I can't imagine SAG uh, doesn't provide that moment. I can't imagine the Academy doesn't provide that moment. Uh, I don't think it's the reason Bozeman's going to win by any... I've been trying to stress that. I think this performance wins on merit alone. Mm -hmm. But I think that on top of it is just... It's going to be the moment of the night. And the Academy's going to provide it for us.
0: Her strength, her poise, her ability to pay tribute to her late husband on the one hand. But also connect... His career and connect that tribute to so many communities that he meant and still means so much to the black community after the terrible year they've endured, mm. and how much representation truly means for this industry and for uh, for a people that have just been deprived of it for so long in, a, in just horrible, horrifying fashion. We have that the industry also with. The fact that he is such a unique movie star in this era, in this era without many movie stars, in mm-hmm. this era of ensembles, in this era of IPs. He is a movie star that has carried one project after another uh, on his back for, for these studios and what he what he's meant to the industry at large and to so many careers. Again, it's not just about money. It's about careers. And this is an industry award and they can pay tribute and they can, they can honor him with this award because they've, he's, he's built so many careers for so many people. So to deprive anybody of this particular opportunity just seems nuts at this point,
1: he's going to win wholeheartedly. I mean, this is a lock, right? Lock. Yeah. Have to has to be, I, I absolutely agree. So, Chloe Zhao locked in for director. Chadwick Boseman locked in for lead actor. There's a couple other categories we're toying with whether or not to call them officially locked. So let's run down the card here and talk about a couple other ones quickly, Michael.
0: Yeah, I'm locking in Soul for animated feature. I'm probably gonna regret it, but I I I gotta do it. Uh, Tell us about the odds, Mike.
1: It's a tough sell to make the case for wolf walkers which i think is the only case you can make but here are the odds at vegas right now seoul stands at minus 1000 that's after its pga win so it's one to ten right now wolf walkers is second but Wolfwalkers is even more of a long shot than Moonlight was to La La Land when Mo- when La La Land was that minus 700 I talked about. Mm-hmm. Wolfwalkers right now is a plus 650. Moonlight was plus 550 when it was trending second place to La La Land going into that Oscars for Best Picture. Onward is in third place right now. It's plus 1700 or 17 to 1. The long odds lay for Over the Moon and Shaun the Sheep movie Farmageddon, still the greatest title in movie history, uh, both at about <laughs> 20 to 1 or more.
0: I gotta lock it. I just, you know, we've reviewed Soul. It's our favorite movie of the year. And as much as I love Wolfwalkers, as much as I know our friends and In Session or the critics at large love Wolfwalkers. It has been a critical train thus far. And it has not taken Soul down anywhere. And PGA is just the latest. And And David and I talked about the stat. 11 out of 15. And the sweep is on right now for animated feature. And Soul is nominated throughout the card or it's nominated elsewhere on the card. So... It's this is just looking like Soul's gonna win, and maybe I'll be, uh, uh, maybe I'll have have egg on my face, but I'm locking in animated feature for Soul. Michael, you have talked about original score. You're nearly in, in the lock mode right now for original score for Soul,
1: or are you? No, I, I can. I'm gonna call it a lock because I don't know why you wouldn't if you're gonna it'd be more of a case if Reznor and Ross weren't second place to Reznor and Ross. So, <laughs> and that's where the odds say they are right now. Soul right now for original score is minus six seventy. about uh Mank's score stands at second place at plus 500. Then you have Minari at 10 to one news of the world, 14 to one to five bloods, 25 to one. But if those, if Reznor and Ross are first and second place, I, I, I can see the argument for cannibalization. Yeah. but I could also see why wouldn't we just give it to the one that's won everything thus far, and Sol has won every original score ju- thus far, uh, John Batiste getting a piece of that too, along with uh, Reznor and Ross, so if it's kind of a given that that's where the category is going, mm-hmm. I, do you really think there's going to be that many voters who actually do split the vote between Mank and Sol enough to give rise to something like Minari breaking through and winning? I'm like the guy behind
0: the other guy walking up to the bridge that hangs between the jungle mountains, and you're gonna test the bridge first here, and I'm gonna let you go first. But I, I want to go. with You're not calling you. it a lock. I'm going with you. I, I I'm picking the category. I'm picking it for Soul right now, but not yet. I'm not. I'm letting you take the
1: first step onto the rickety jungle Indiana Jones bridge. You coward. Here's a question: Does <laughs> does the fact that Soul may win another category? help it more in animated feature or help it more in original score uh, or does it hurt it equally in both
0: no it helps it equally in both there's yeah. no question yeah the fact that it's a front runner for two awards it's got to help it
1: i would think so too but you don't think that oscars puzzle theory spreading the love type theory would come into play on people's ballots I got, i'm already voting for it for animated feature so why don't i vote for minari or mank
0: I genuinely think the love for Minari is strong in that score. I genuinely think the love for the Manx score is really awesome, especially with the, the legacy boats. Mm-hmm. I understand, and, and we've praised the Soul score as the best, but there's also the James Newton Howard overdue narrative, and I'm even wondering if the Five Bloods could win the SAG ensemble after its snubbery at the Oscars. I mean, we've seen SAG give like a a, a snub blowback to idris elba beast of no nation emily mm-hmm. blunt a quiet place right i mean they've picked it's true. Uh, you know people who have been snubbed at the oscars after the fact so again it's possible but I, so I, the, the, those things are just eating away at me so i can't quite lock it if that number was a little higher at this moment or a little lower i guess because it shortens right it shortens mm-hmm. it goes into the negative correct <laughs> That's I, the only way I can.
1: I'm tired of it. being hurt by the Five Bloods though. I thought <laughs> it had ensemble chance at Critics' yeah. Choice, picked over yeah. Lindo to be uh, nominated. Keeps uh, betraying right.
0: All right, l- l- let's go fast on the rest of it. Best Picture though, we got to start there. No Land is the front runner. We are not by any means locking Best no, Picture. We absolutely can't, not. even though it's shortened from minus two seventy five to minus four hundred as David and I uh, spoke after the PGA's. But for decorum's sake. For our sanity because we suck at picking yeah, this the fact
1: that we never pick best picture correctly. We suck at best <laughs> Maybe picture. Maybe we should we should put the Malloik on it right now and just call it a lock so that guarantees something else upsets.
0: But but the numbers yeah, the numbers aren't high enough, regardless, or low enough. I'm I'm getting confused.
1: But it's the, not it enough is, of a sure thing by Vegas' standards, yeah. No,
0: it's not. So yeah. we're not locking Best Picture. What? How about the acting category? So for the
1: other three acting categories, Supporting Actress, there is no betting favorite. There's there's a favorite in the category, but nobody's uh nobody's got the VIG attached to them. Bakalova and Yoon are actually both at plus 150. Glenn Close sits there looming, lurking at plus 350. <laughs> Olivia Coleman and Amanda Seyfried are both back at plus 1,000 or 10 to 1 right now.
0: Okay, uh lead actress also you have a slight favorite, carrie mulligan minus 167 it's Andra a fake day uh,
1: i refuse to acknowledge it
0: yeah right I, but andre <laughs> days right there mcdormand davis kirby again they're all with, within plus 1000 plus you know 10 to 1 there so these two ca- actress categories as we said all along they're wide open the The question becomes supporting actor and daniel kaluuya is a heavy favorite there minus 450 in some books minus 500 i've seen him as short at but that again, that's not a number that necessarily compares to minus twelve fifty for Ja or minus right. two thousand for Bozeman. So we were tempted to lock in supporting actor today, but I, I still wonder if Sasha Baron Cohen. The fact that he can't win for Borat two, other than a writing award, and maybe SAG goes that direction. Maybe SAG's going that direction for ensemble anyway with the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Paul Racy's not there. I'm wondering if Sasha Baron Cohen has a chance for an upset here, I mean, we were close to locking this today.
1: Yeah. And look, Baron Cohen gets his face out there too. Plenty. I mean, he's always working the late night circuits. He just did a bit, I think last month or a couple weeks ago, uh, I don't I think he was campaigning for Borat, too as a matter of fact, but he did a bit with Jimmy Kimmel, where, as he was being interviewed, he was taking fake calls from Hollywood elites and trying to provide them with a corona vaccine and it was I mean it was a good bit, but he's always on the late night circus he's always doing stuff that grabs headlines, he's always mm. in the news, and if any awards you know a big precursor was going to reward Sasha Baron Cohen, it would probably be BAFTA, right, yeah. Uh, it's possible but, but then again well i mean he's won everywhere for
0: something this year it's been the year of sasha baron cohen correct so it's that's the thing like now he it's gonna start to i mean it, it, again he could win the borat to adapted screenplay at the oscars i'm stretching there a little bit because that's possible
1: i it. mean look you, you, they just want you know i know obviously Land wasn't eligible but they won wga they still want it they still want it and He could be giving
0: the speech for Best Ensemble at the Screen Actors Guild, the pre-recorded within a one hour time frame speech at the Screen Actors (laughs) Guild that we're going to watch. That everyone knows about
1: eight hours before airtime. Yeah, that will
0: not get leaked uh, (laughs) under no circumstances. And uh, I'm sure the Vegas betting line will just uh, do nothing. I'm sure they'll take odds on that show. Right. So, yeah, I I think uh, I think it's possible that we might see something move yet in this category. So we cannot lock supporting actors.
1: Yeah, I I think that's that's fair to do. And, and does Lakeith Stanfield cannibalize the category at all for what we thought what seemed like for a while a sure thing for Kaluuya? It's a new wrinkle in the category. Yeah. And if he wasn't so good, Lakeith Stanfield,
0: then we could. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like we praised his performance. Right. Like his performance is awesome. So I, you know, look. There's a couple different things. There's there's that, and that there's another great performance in here that at least on our critical perspective we we believe is on a similar tier. But there's also the fact that people have been a little bit annoyed with the category fraud going on in the cat mm, in, in supporting actor. That's it, just been an has been an argument I'm hearing everywhere on every podcast from every pundit for the most part. Or at least it's been a conversation like. I, you know, I I get it. I get it. But it's it's nothing that hasn't happened in,
1: in every year beforehand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? and, and let's not have that be a fucking all of a sudden we care about that aspect enough. It's like the Republicans with the national debt. Let's not pretend we care about it all of a sudden. You know right. what I mean? Pitt, let's not have it cost Daniel Kaluuya his moment.
0: Sam Rockwell. I mean, every I, mean, I forget the year before that, but we've had these. Oh, oh Mahershala. They're in like probably more they right. have probably more screen we got to look at that uh my screen time yeah. guy that we just followed that uh, from gold derby yeah, oh my god yeah, I forget yeah. his name. he's the man anyway yeah. um we'll, but we yeah won't be let's
1: well, not you know <laughs> it's not pick and choose here people it's daniel kaluuya's year <laughs>
0: I hope so, but all right, Mike. Uh, the screenplays we mentioned,
1: yeah. So you and David did a great job talking about original and adapted screenplay. Uh, Promising young woman became the betting favorite in original. Uh, Sorkin is still there, still looming, and yes, Borat too became a strong challenger in the adapted screenplay category after its success at WGA's. But I don't think we can lock either one of those today, right, Mike?
0: No, we, we can't lock them yet. They're still. I mean, there's there's still variants on the on the precursor card. And then there's, you know, you could totally make arguments or go in any which direction. All right. Sound of Metal, Michael. Sound of Metal is a heavy favorite and best sound. Minus 1,000. Soul is the next possibility at plus 650. Mank is plus 800. News of the World and Greyhound are even longer shots at plus 1,700 and plus 2,000 respectively. Here's where I go against my principles and go against the numbers. I cannot, in good conscience, lock Best Sound. I don't care if it's a minus ten thousand, <laughs> minus one hundred thousand favorite. On principle, I know shit all about anything <laughs> in Best Sound, and I. So that's you
1: to- saying you don't. You're not comfortable enough with the category. And not you holding out hope for Soul.
0: Look, we have. We have talked about this category before, and if Soul was in Best Picture, I would really refuse mm. to, to, to nominate or, and to lock Sound of Metal. We've talked about this category before. We, we think Sound of Metal's candidacy is strong. We've reviewed the movie. It should win. I mean, Sound should is a win. character in Sound of Like, Yes. But the make sound is cool, and the News of the World, and Greyhound, and who knows? They pick war movies in this I,
1: Well, that's what surprises me most, is that Greyhound is picking up the rear here. If Greyhound—I mm. would feel better—well, I would feel—how do I put this? I would feel less inclined to think there—no. I would feel more inclined to think there was an upset if Greyhound wasn't the longest of long shots here in fifth place. I'm expe- I expect Greyhound to be second or third, just because of the history of war movies. Tom Hanks has a
0: beautiful voice.
1: He has a <laughs> voice that sound categories have heard before. That sound branch
0: has has uh, enhanced before. Let's just say, and it, I don't know. I'm, I don't. I'm not ready yet to lock this, even though some people have made some compelling tweets about sound being in the title. And uh, you know, we, Kevin Jacobson, we love you. And I I, I want to do it. I'm just too much of an adult to do it. I, I can't do it yet.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Even though I feel like Sound of Metal should win and. Will win, but I still I, I have my reservations about that category as well. International feature, I, I'm surprised at the odds of this one right now, too, Mike.
0: Yeah, another round is minus 500.
1: I would expect that to be bigger.
0: Well, here's the thing. Quo Wadis Aida, everybody's watching it right now. Everybody's loving it right now. It's plus 350, and it was nominated all over the BAFTAs. So the, the crossover nominations right around the rest of the card... Usually that happens for one of these international features, but the fact that it happened at another major academy for two of these international features, I, I just think it's too, it's, it's too close right now to say that the Vinterberg director nom means that much. That's the likelihood, I would say, but I haven't seen these movies, I haven't given them both the same grade. I just can't in good conscience uh, lock up international feature just yet.
1: On merit is another round better than koavari's idea? Aida? I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know if you can say that definitively. No? I haven't I, I, seen I think, either one yet. Yeah, I think. I mean, check
0: them out. They're good movies. Um, the one's a parade of sadness. But if you're emotionally dead, you probably can handle them. No problem. I mean, you should be seeking these movies out. Like you could just be like Terminator style and just. What I'm hearing this, is how did this shtick start? Watch Halloween
1: for the billionth time instead is what I heard. <laughs> A couple other categories Mike in their favorites right now make is a minus 500 favorite in production design tenant stands at the same number minus 500 favorite in VFX Ma Rainey is slightly uh, slightly longer a minus 400 favorite in makeup and hair Nomad Land the same minus 400 as far as cinematography goes otherwise around the card one night in Miami is minus 200 for original song that's kind of close there Ma Rainey is a slight favorite in costume design there's no favorites in editing we touched on that earlier and as you and david said last week there is now no favorite and best documentary now that my octopus teacher and i like to think of it as all of our octopus teacher won the pga
0: <laughs> all of our octopus teacher the sequel to my octopus teacher they can just do it just go right. to jump in the water with a camera both filming. your and
1: mine octopus teacher yeah <laughs> both your and mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i uh i'm not ready to pick any of those categories either i'm definitely not ready to lock any of those categories
1: and uh i'm tempted I, I, with production design that's the only one i'm tempted yeah. to right now
0: but here's the thing they f- effed it up with uh vfx they may have yeah they may have
1: they may have we uh so we, we hopefully are having a special guest on for the, some of the design categories and we can touch on that about uh what's going on with production design and make being the leader there
0: yeah so we're putting our keys back into our pockets
1: i <laughs> I
0: save my best copy for last, apparently, and uh that's it that's uh, we're we're not even locking
1: best sound today, so we have a couple categories that we think are locks. you can safely place your bets, we hope and if upsets happen in any of those, we'll end this podcast and you'll never be able to track us down. We have pseudonyms down. they can't really track us down, right? <laughs> right exactly. I tell use, myself That's why we use pen names. But guys, <laughs> uh, what matters most, as always, is your thoughts. What categories do you think are locks? Do you think we should be locking in some of these other ones that we're kind of toying with and dancing around? Or do you disagree with the categories that we have locked down today? You can leave us all of those thoughts as well as any other comments, questions, or concerns you have about anything we do here in the MMO Empire on our social media we are mike mike and oscar on facebook and instagram at mm and oscar on the twitter machine mike mike and oscar at gmail.com.com and on reddit we are available everywhere you hear podcasts including and especially the apple podcast app or if you have any listening to us on there today if you would be so kind as to tap on our cartoon faces and leave us a five-star review that would be very cool of you and make our entire day michael tell the good people what is coming next and what are some words of wisdom to end on
0: so we do have a category review podcast booked with a special returning guest, and I don't want to jinx it, but we will we will record that later this week. Uh, then we're going to react to the Screen Actors Guild uh, early next week, and who knows, maybe we can lock another category. Maybe Daniel Kaluuya wins again, and that is where, that'll be the episode where we do one more lock in he that case. Better. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you know words of wisdom i think uh it is wise to check out some great podcasts where i have been a, a guest of late andrew morgan and i we did a 2021 netflix preview we kind of did a state of the union for netflix on the nomcast the netflix original movie podcast there uh check out my review of godzilla versus kong on minorities report at m pod on twitter.com etc i had a blast recording with raul Dre and shama they're on our show uh for mulan uh back in the spring michael mm-hmm. and then uh is it worth it the film review podcast david long and craig fields both came on our show for the last two episodes they do a great job over there make sure you subscribe and yeah if you want to hear more of my mellow uh, what's it monotone voice yeah monotone is the word <laughs> i hope i've not mellow anything but mellow. but my monotone voice is also on a two-hour oscar nomination reaction special at is it worth it the film review podcast and david Long's side series road to the oscars
1: you have been getting your reps in sir Uh, you are uh, the the amount of work you have put in in this past week especially is quite admirable i want to give a shout out to both david long and craig for stepping in doing co-hosting duties uh in my absence last week guys as always when reality sucks you can come watch these movies and lock down these categories with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar, trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. We will see you very soon. See you.